0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash something new. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I just
1: see it as, I guess, yeah, I guess we are great. Right? Um, but I, I see it also you know as, like, when you're at a stop
0: looking for this and other people what I want to start with, like, in my Exceeding where you Yeah. Does that mean Will that's we successful? We're drinking wine, wine. We are doing
1: wine. This is the first
0: podcast
1: episode. Good. Yeah. Did you record it?
0: Welcome, and thank you for joining Something New, a musical theater podcast, where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over, we chat a bit, and then we learn and record a song from one of my latest projects, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist is an entertainer, educator, and explorer. She is an accomplished actress, vocalist, dancer, yoga instructor, and cellist. On land, her performing credits include the national tour of John Doyle's production of Sweeney Todd and numerous productions with Austin Musical Theater and Music Theater Wichita. She's performed in 32 states, 40 countries, and five continents. She is the founder of Live at Sea, a sea of information about working as an entertainer on cruise ships, currently in development. Obviously, I am talking about Maria Striker. Maria Striker, thanks for being on the Obviously. show. <laughs> Without time time you got back on land long enough to do my dumb no, show. Seriously. How are you?
1: Good. Good. It's, yeah. Thanks for
0: being here today.
1: Thank
0: you. Um, so I asked Marita to be on my show not only because she's wicked talented and a dear dear friend, but she does all these things, and so I'm just gonna dig right in. Uh, Marita Stryker, you, <laughs> you, you're a proud girl from Austin, is that right? Oh yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> would that would that be accurate Thing.
2: Yes, in Austin we don't say we're Texans, we say that we are from Austin. Yeah. Is
0: that Austin-tonians or Austin? Austinite. Austinites. Austinites. Mhm. Um, so is that whole town just a cesspool for multi talented people or, <laughs> or 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 like how talk talk to me about your performing performing arts upbringing.
2: Well, it was definitely a fantastic place to grow up. Um Very early on, my mom put me in dance classes like every little suburban child should be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I used to go to dance competitions and do the Nutcracker with Ballet Austin every Christmas. Mm -hmm. And one year I got to ballet auditions and they said, "Um, we think that you should go into musical theater because I was a little too curvy to be a ballerina. Oh. So, I, my mother and I looked into other programs that I could do, and there's a lovely theater opening up called Austin Musical Theater. Um, the directors were Scott Thompson and Richard Byron, and they had recently moved to Austin to start their equity theater. And that's where it all began. And um, they had summer workshops and then did full scale productions throughout the year and brought in guest artists. I had The amazing opportunity to work with Jonathan Freeman, Christine Lines, Donna Marie Asbury, Stephanie J. Block, Mm -hmm. all these incredible names. Uh, John Bolton, who's also been really successful recently, Um, and all in high school. Um, It's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) I don't think I realized at the time how crazy and amazing it was. Yeah. Um, But they also had a junior professional troupe, and uh, we spent our life at Austin Musical Theater Studios singing and dancing all day long and, um, performing all the time. And it really was the perfect place to grow up to be a musical theater performer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So move your kids to Austin. Um, so you knew from a very early age, it sounds like, that you wanted to sing and dance for, uh, you know, the foreseeable future. When did those, when, when did these other passions like yoga and um, teaching in general, and, 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 and all the other things you do. How did how did those things? Start, when did those start? Things start to make themselves known.
2: Um, you know, it's funny. I've been performing all of my life. I didn't start singing until high school, and Scott Thompson, one of those directors, said, "You got to learn how to sing." And so I joined the choir. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, I never really saw it being my end all be all. I always wanted performing to be a part of my life. I always wanted to sing and dance on the side. But ever since I was very young, I had an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to start my own coffee shop or like children's theater. And I had all these blueprint designs made for these (laughs) businesses I wanted (laughs) to open. And the funny thing is I still do that. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Joel knows me very well. Um, But I've always had something kind of in the back of my mind brewing. Um, And when I moved to New York, and I was auditioning you have no choice but to get a day job and so I found myself coming out of a yoga class one day and saying you know what this feels amazing it feels almost as good as you know taking that curtain call after a show and I looked into how I could make it a bigger part of my life and so um, diving deeper into my practice and diving deeper into education in general I took the certification and continued to look at other different styles of certification and kind of went from there. Um, Along the line, I've become more of a yoga therapist and working with um, emerging families. So prenatal yoga is a big part of my practice now and um, working with babies and moms and dads. And uh, I went to a doula training as well. So hopefully one day, when I am settled down, not at sea, and have a house and a you know normal <laughs> life, whenever that'll what, be. What does that mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, know, it. I hope to open a space that I can do just that and work with you know emerging families and then perform on the side. That like
0: <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a great goal. That is my dream. That is a beautiful dream. Yeah. So, so you do all these things, and I just I I get dizzy thinking about all the things you're good at. Like, so why why do you think you've been called to develop these other parts of yourself, you know, uh, um, and and why do you say yes?
2: You know, that's, it's really interesting. Um, I found myself on a cruise ship contract nearing the end of the contract and felt very selfish suddenly. And I Mm. know that performing is not at all a selfish thing, but for me, all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't reaching beyond the front of the stage. And I felt the need to really help people. And so after that contract, I decided to go back to school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, I got back on land and I started looking at grad school programs and further certifications for yoga. And I feel like there's this ebb and flow for me. Whenever I dive too far into one aspect of my life, I feel like I'm not in a total negative way, but drowning in it a bit. And I need to like balance it out with something else. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Right now I'm further into the performing part of my life, but soon I feel like the scales are tipping closer and closer to the center and I, and soon I'll find that perfect balance and, um, I forgot really what the question was. (laughs) Do, Do
0: you feel, do you ever feel like you're neglecting a part of yourself? And that's why you're pulled in all these other directions? or
2: Exactly. That's that's what I felt when I was on the ship. Like something in my life was missing. And I felt like that thing that was missing was that I I didn't have enough contact with people. Like I needed to work more one-on-one with people. And so I went back into <laughs> education and really dove into teaching yoga and started teaching preschool. And it's funny, all the aspects of my life, whether it's just day job stuff that I just got passionate about, or it's these things that I have built up education for they all seem to be kind of converging in a Mm. beautiful way
0: has there been a calling that you've said either no or not yet to
2: well right now i you know i i want to open this yoga space i want to open a vocal studio um but i always feel this thirst for more knowledge before i declare myself an expert about something i and i don't know that i ever will be really an expert about anything but i want to have something to say and I want to feel confident about it. Um, I, I want to open a vocal studio and teach from a place that I learn best from. So it, more scientifically, I want, to, I want to really explore anatomy and kinesiology of singing and take some of my, my 600 hours of anatomy and kinesiology and <laughs> my yoga therapy training and apply it to how it works for singing and how it helps assist music theater performers. Um, I found a a beautiful technique called Estel voice work, Uh and went to a couple trainings for that and I'm continuing to research it and look into it. And she was, it's the first thing I found that really breaks down how your larynx functions as a singer Hmm. and gives you the tools to combine those isolations and make different vocal qualities. And it was just a magical light bulb for me. And it, I think it's the start of something beautiful. So I'm going to look into other techniques that are similar or can coincide with that to just make the most versatile music theater singer possible. And that's mm-hmm. that's my goal. And until I figure that out, <laughs> 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 um, I'm saying no to opening my studio. And I have turned away some opportunities to teach because I just don't feel like I'm quite ready yet.
0: Hmm. That's a very humble thing to say because I think, I think the world will be a richer place once... Um, people can learn from you not just by like example because you do teach a lot by example I would say yeah as far as like how to uh take care of yourself and how to be a smart informed um performer and artist who 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 knows that they don't know it all but but you you know your thirst for knowledge I think is just insatiable and it's really inspiring and I think I I think we would all benefit from from wanting to know more Hmm. and so that's that is a credit to you.
2: Well, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you can give a man a fish and he's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, fed for a day or you could teach him to fish and then he's fed for a lifetime. So, um, if I teach by example that's that's giving them like maybe something to mock or mimic, not mock. Mock is negative. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. to mimic. But if I can teach them the tools they have to create their own sound, their own voice and what feels uh-huh. right in their body just like on the yoga mat, you know, in singing, yep. then they're set for the rest of their life. My my voice teacher in college taught me honesty, and that is what I always go back to. As long as you're honest, everything will fall into place, and you won't hurt yourself, and it'll just be honest.
0: <laughs> that's a good lesson. We could stop the episode right there. Like that's a really good <laughs> lesson. Who taught you that, Miss Florence Birdwell? I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> For you, the listeners of something new, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Audiobooks like Broadway Nights, A Romp of Life, Love, and Musical Theater by Seth Rudetsky. Without You, A Memoir of Love, Loss, and the Musical Rent by Anthony Rapp and Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West by Gregory Maguire. Just a few examples of what Audible has to offer. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash something new. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash something new for your free audiobook. What what out there inspires you to do all the things that you do? Um, you know, when you're, when you're feeling stuck, I guess... If you, you know, I don't want to presume that you feel stuck. But when you, get, <laughs> when you feel stuck, what, um, what do you go to? Like, what inspires you?
2: So much. I think my problem is that I'm too easily inspired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> inspired versus distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so much. I mean, there's so many amazingly talented people out there, not just in the performing world, but in any mm-hmm. aspect in life and what people are doing. Uh, especially traveling, just seeing all the simplicity and the beauty and honesty—honesty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> honesty of what's going on out there. Just if you try and emulate that in any aspect in, of your life, I feel like you're getting to a better place.
0: I love that you included the word "explorer" in your on, <laughs> on your on your website right now, and it's it's one of the three things uh, titles that you give yourself. And I think that's a really interesting title to, to, um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that and how that's part of your.
2: Sure. I mean, it started as a, a nice alliteration on my website. Love um, me some alliteration. <laughs> Cause I had my, my yoga section for educator and I had my, you know, entertainer section and I had all this photography that I had taken from around the world. So, um, it didn't sound as fun to put photo gallery
0: <laughs> so I but put, I think it speaks to more than, than you know, just the photos, which sure. are which are stunning. Sure. Oh but, thank you. Yeah.
2: But um I try when I when I do take pictures on in my travels, I, I try and take pictures of details that I see. And so when I go back through them I can capture that moment again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I try to go off the beaten path too. I avoid the tourist traps and, you know, yeah. all the yeah museums and castles, mostly because I can't afford to go into them, but (laughs) I'll find a nice cafe or, you know, walk down a a street that, you know, it has locals. And I think that's what makes me an explorer. And it's not just traveling. I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah. Um, In my yoga practice, I like to explore. In my performing, I like to explore. And I think all three of them, kind of coincide with each other, of sense. education. I mean, that's part of all three as well. And entertainment, well, you just can't stop that once you start. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with your yoga, you know, not prenatal and just plain Jane yoga, but you know, you've, you've done some circus acro <laughs> yoga. Yes. Where one does of the, that come from? One of the most
2: inspiring <laughs> people in my life is, uh, Aaron Miley O'Keefe and Kevin O'Keefe are not is, um, They are the founders of circus yoga. And now it is also called human art of play, which I love.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and I like the playfulness that goes with the practice. It, it includes improv games, yoga, obviously yoga techniques, circus techniques, like very accessible ground techniques. And you work with multi-generational groups. So you go into communities or families and... And you build things like out of what you have, you know, here, you're this is a radio show. You can't see what I'm doing, but (laughs) (laughs) with your body, you know, and you build structures and mandalas and, you know, a kaleidoscope of, of things just, just with what you, what you have, um, which I just think is a beautiful practice. And I always came out of class smiling. Laughing, feeling warm and gooey and wonderful, and I'm <laughs> talking I, like such a yogi right now. I, I love know it. it's awful. I love it, <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, it made me want to share that. And for a while, when I was living here, I had a weekly class at um, a yoga studio here in Astoria, and for me, it felt like therapy, and I loved it. And I, I wish everyone could experience that on a weekly basis.
0: Absolutely. God, yeah. we all need therapy on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that therapy means. Whatever that means for you. Um, I've, had, I've, had, I've had my share of, um, of teachers on the show so far, like Stephanie Joyner and Christine Patterson. Um, Love those people. I do, too. <laughs> there seems to be a consistent connection between performers and body work. Would you... Mm-hmm. Seem to. Would you agree with that oh, statement? Oh, definitely. Uh, would you mind talking to me about what that connection, how that connection is made for you, and and why you think so many people cross over in that way?
2: Well, uh, a bit of an aha moment for me um, when I was growing up. I was working with an amazing teacher, Ginger Morris, in Austin, and she was working. Actually, she was working with another student on a monologue. And they were talking about where you feel emotions, and um, how acting has to be a fully embodied experience. I mean, the same is for singing. Yeah. So, again, back to the honesty: mm-hmm. if you're honestly feeling something like anger or anxiety or happiness, joy, you know, nervousness, anything, where do you feel that in your body, and how can you recall that? And just like in real life, you know, we put on these these emotions, these physicalities when we're performing, and we need a way to balance that. So being more in tune with your body through these practices, I think, really helps aid you in that balance and gives you the tools you need to make things more honest. It keeps you from uh, closing off any one part of your body so that you have the accessibility to every piece of you.
0: You've had the good fortune of spending a healthy part of your performing career on cruise ships. And um, and you're about to embark on another one, is that right?
1: Embark, yes.
0: Embark, is that, is that right? Is that, <laughs> no, I love it. Cool. Um, <laughs> what about these job offers that's been so enticing for you?
2: About the job offers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're job offers?
2: Uh, yes, they are job offers. And in New York, sometimes that's rare. Um... You know, it's it's an opportunity to travel, and the explorer in me loves to travel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was something I started really early on, just kind of on a fluke, and um, fell in love with it. I love the sea. I love the ability to, to do what I love <laughs> <laughs> every every day, you know? And we get to sing some of the most famous and overdone songs I was gonna in the repertoire. Like,
0: what what stuff do you get to sing on a cruise ship that you would never in a million years get to sing on land?
2: I get to sing Define Gravity every week.
0: <laughs> I wanna hear that. <laughs> I would want to hear that.
2: No, it's great. I, I get to sing the um that song from Smash Smash but Let <laughs> Me Be Your Star. I get yeah. to sing Let Me Be Your Star and Define Gravity. And be Italian and I and memory and all these all these songs that you wouldn't dare take into an audition yeah, or yeah, sing yeah. in a class, you know. And so I, I might, and you just get to sing the heck out of them. The geek in me gets to yeah. get off on that. <laughs> 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 but then you also wake up in a different country every day and and you have money to spend in those countries or pay off your student loans or save for, you know, the eventual car or house. In order to move out of the city. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Full circle.
2: Yeah. But um, to me, you can't beat it. I mean, there are sacrifices. You are away from home for a long periods of time. And this will be my last contract. Will be my last contract. They say that every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think it's a very rewarding experience. And I recommend it to anybody who can do it. And if you're interested in jobs at sea, (laughs) I have just recently started a website called Mm liveatsea.info. And um, it's going to be a hub for those interested in performing jobs on ships. Um, We're developing relationships with all the different production companies and cruise lines in order for them to post their audition notices and information about what makes their company different. Um, there's a forum to ask questions every week. There will be a new article from someone who works on ships from different countries, different jobs within the theater, um, and from casting directors themselves that cast these ship shows, (laughs) ship shows, that's fun to say. Um, (laughs) uh, but hopefully that, that will be launching within the next couple months. So keep an eye out for that. If you have worked on ships before, find me and let me know if you're interested in writing an article on your experience. And if you are looking for a ship job, please go check out all the ma- material that's on there and ask any questions. And we have a whole group of people willing to answer them.
0: That's awesome. I think that's. I think that's a really cool thing. Because I would. I would venture to say that ship performing and ship life and like it seems like it's this whole other community. Um, and I think that the
2: microcosm. Be, of, yeah, yeah, it's very, very different.
0: And so to have a website and a group of people in a hub dedicated to that and helping people perfect that niche and help them prepare and, and help others—that sounds like a really cool endeavor.
2: It is cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so no doubt, I um a, a lot of performers listen to the podcast. Um. Would you have any advice for any of those future cruise ship babies out there who are are listening?
2: I would say try and be as versatile as possible. Just um, fake it till you make it, which is what I did. I was a music theater geek all the way until I did my first ship and I had to sing other styles. And now I like singing the other styles even more than musical theater sometimes. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Um, But you really, you have to be willing to just jump into anything they throw at you um, with your full heart. And if you are on ships, just keep it fresh. It's, you know, like any show, it's difficult to do it every day for months at a time. But at least on ships, you get a variety of styles and you get three to five different shows to do every week, which is a blessing and it's nice.
0: Now is the time where we're going to set up the song and introduce our accompanist for the day. Uh, Today, we are once again in Mike Petrie's apartment. Mike Petrie and Claire Carpenter Petrie's apartment. Yay! Yay! And uh, Mike Petrie w- uh, accompanied Marita on piano and also uh, mixed it as well. So that's awesome. Uh, the song that Marita so graciously learned today uh, for me is called The Fort. And uh, it's a brand new song from, from a show that I'm potentially developing. I can't talk too much about the show in specifics. But, um, but I can tell you in the song... It's about this mother of of two young girls, and she's trying to explain to them, in their, in her own way, that her and the and and their father are uh, separating, and so so it's a it's a feel good song. <laughs> 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 we even had a ballad in a couple of episodes, so it's you know
2: glad to uh, oblige.
0: Try to, throw, <laughs> try to throw one in there once in a while, just to. Make everyone feel good. Um, remember, if you like The Fort, it's available for free download on my SoundCloud page. That is until the next episode. And if you'd like to request sheet music, you may write me at joelbnew at gmail.com for a free, free PDF file. Uh, make sure you're visiting maritastriker.com and liveatc.info. Follow me on all things social media, and you may find all those links and so much more on joelbnew.com. And while you're there, feel free to click on the podcast donate link and uh, because all any and all contributions go toward production costs and are supremely appreciated. Uh, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast and tell your friends all about it. Uh, special thanks today to Peyton Royal at Website Lines, Red Scandal Graphics, Mike Petri, and um, yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for doing this, Marita Stryker. Thank you, Joby New. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Um, from from Mike Petri's apartment, <laughs> this is Joel B. New.
2: And this is Marita Stryker.
0: Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Thank you. Um.
1: when it's raining and I don't let you play outside to keep yourselves out of trouble you go looking for places to hide you grab a sheet you grab some chairs four little feet take to the playroom upstairs no use in scolding you crowned, both safe and sound, in a fort. And though it's barely a building with a roof This fort has magical powers, only those that you love can get in. Greet in the good, banish the bad. It's understood you let in mommy and dad. Snacks by the plateful, I'm sure you're grateful for the support. We're living well under your spell in the fort But sometimes the two of you fight Somehow there's not enough space Sometimes there's a problem neither one of you is strong enough to face And sometimes you have to take breaks Somehow you're selfish and scared Sometimes all the In the world can't make you magically prepared. Sometimes the walls are closing in, somehow he's coming up short. Is that as soon as they're over I'm just happy to welcome the sun Life looks so clean after it pours That doesn't mean we have to go back outdoors We can stay right here Spend the night here in our resort Children, go play